We're shedding our masks and breaking down walls. Hell, we may even drop our drawers. That's right. We're going commando with Angela and Dana. Hi, my name is Dana Sardano, and this is Angela DeMarco, and we are Going Commando. Uh, Going Commando is just Angela and I having conversations um, about, you know, different topics and just saying what's on our minds, because that seems to be what we do best. We're dropping the masks, dropping the walls. Oh, it's too much work to uh, put on the show. And uh, we're basically saying what everybody's thinking. So here we are. Hello, Hi. Angela. Good morning. You ain't kidding. It's too much work. Oh, my God. I think about how hard it was to, like, remember who I was to be to certain people. And, like, like having to switch those roles and, like, costume change before I went into a meeting. I, like, just, like... Oh, so I never even considered that. See, I never like I never really did that, but that's that's exhausting. It's exhausting. It's like, oh, I've got to be this for the boss, and I've got to be this for the boyfriend, and I've got to be this for the friends, and yeah, man, I was, I, I was a. You're I was, good. I was. A, I You're was good. good. I was good. But because I know you so well, <laughs> because I know you so well, when I see hints of of the mask, like when I'm like, oh, there she goes. But you're good because I like, <laughs> had a lot of practice. <laughs> I remember when I first started teaching, um, you know, I was like 22 and I knew who I was. Like I knew, you know, I just, whatever, we don't have to get anybody who knows me for a second. It's pretty clear who I am. And so I was like, okay, this is what teachers do. Teachers act this way and teachers do this. And I lasted maybe two weeks. I was like, <laughs> I can't do this. I, I, I remember when I first got together with Rob and I, we were, he was something about fake smiling. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I don't think I've ever fake smiled, right? And he because there's so much of this. I don't know how to be anything but, right? I've only known I've tried to temper it. And so we're in an elevator together. I'm like, yeah, blah, 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 about the fake smile. And he turns and he catches me. I don't even realize I do, I'm doing it. I'm like by myself going. <laughs> he's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> he's like, he's like, don't ever do that again. I'm like, I'm fake smiling. <laughs> Yeah, you're bad at that. You're gonna. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! I'm terrible. I'm terrible. So please yeah. know if you ever have a conversation with me, know you're always getting the truth because my lies are pretty blatant. Yeah, at this point. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So okay. with that said, all right. All right. So yeah. yeah so um, okay, tangents because that's what happens on Commando. Um, yeah. We, Dana and I like to, we catch up after a weekend of spending time with our families and um, always have like these really profound conversations on Monday mornings when we like get our girl time again. And uh, I don't know, we just wanted to record them because we say smart shit. <laughs> <laughs> We're wicked smart. We're wicked smart. Actually, you know, Dana <laughs> always made the joke when we first got we first rekindled because we were college buddies uh, and then got together, what, like 25 years later or something. And yeah. you gave me an intuitive guidance session. So I paid for one and you always made the joke, like the next 360 are free. Well, these <laughs> yeah. are basically my intuitive guidance sessions. So I would like them on camera for prosperity so I can go back and be like, oh, yeah, she told me how to do that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's also a bit of paying it forward because, you know, there are there, there are pearls of wisdom because what we do as a part of this conversation is I have a deck. Oh, I'm gonna knock my shit over. I have a deck of soul traveler cards 
that I have created with a dear friend of ours, Anne-Marie Scordy. Anne-Marie is, um, she's an author. She's brilliant. She's an author. She's a channel. If you're interested in knowing what that is, you know, put a question in the comments. I'm, I'm happy to explain that. But uh, she has channeled all this profound wisdom over the years. And we combined my images with her wisdom or with the universal wisdom and created these cards. So Angela and I, we're just going to pick a card and we're going to give it a read and we're going to, you know, see where it takes us. So Angela, you ready? I already, I already picked a card. Yeah. So I don't know what it's going to be. We'll see what happens. Whatever. Comes well, that's up. the fun. That's the fun of this. I know, I know. So, so yeah. So yeah. Let's lay it on me, sister. What you got? Okay. So I pulled Jolene this morning. Mm. I love Jolene. And here is the, the message on the card. Your creativity. Your gifts are not only the spiritual or the psychic gifts, but what emanates naturally from within. Also your light, your kindness, your courage, your inspiration, your motivation, your happiness, your love. Your creativity is all of these in its natural expression and its expression is your gift. Share your gifts. That is how you give to others in the truest sense. By allowing yourself to share your gifts, you pave the way of transformation for others. This is purpose, and the purpose of all gifts is for the enjoyment it brings to yourself in your sharing. When you share your natural gifts, you give to others from the heart. Isn't that lovely? Oh, that's a really good one. That's a oh, really good one. Jolene, Jolene. out. Jolene. <laughs> Um, I, I, before, before, uh, like we get into it, into it, one of the things that I learned when I first opened the gallery and when I first started painting and I started, uh, becoming more intuitive and connecting with more intuitive people, it always became about the gifts, right? How come I can't do that? How come she speaks to dead people and how come she could do this? And I, and I was always like, why can't I do that? And, and we often do that just in life. We're comparing ourselves to others. And the reality is, we're all gifted. We're just clouded by the perception of what gifts look like, right? You have the singer and you're like, oh, that person is so gifted. But, but the person who has compassion for others and has a natural sense of how to really show somebody care, that's a gift. Yeah. And we overlook that. You know what I mean? So I think that that's really important. Only when I realized that about myself did I, did my gifts begin to flourish. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, for me, what what comes natural and easy are our gifts, right? Yes. Um, but I always took for granted that those would be considered gifts, the things that I can do yeah! that come super super easy to me, and just like I'm like a duh, of course that's how things are, you know. Like of course that's how I'm, uh, you know, I'm going. To, uh, of course we're just gonna believe that things can get done and make, you know what I mean? Like of course there's the faith and. But without un understanding that those are what my gifts are, that I'm not like, oh, let me talk to dead people, <laughs> you know, yeah. I'd be yeah. cool to do that. But, you know, if that's, you know, and I probably could if I sat and practiced because everything, anything, anybody can do anything if they have the passion in their hearts for it. Because that's, I'm saying, like, that's, that's their creativity, right? If they have it. Yeah. You have some nice to go, well, that would be kind of cool. Then you'd be good at it because there's a part of you that, like, 
is is calling for that. Your soul is like, yeah, do that, do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But there's also that natural like inclination. And the reason you took for granted what you were good at, it's because it's your natural inclination. You know, just to give a couple examples, my I have a natural understanding of of people's intention of the human psychology right? I just get what makes people tick. I have the ability to see a situation and not only understand in some respect where that came from in a person. Oh, this must have happened that like what the catalyst to that behavior is, but where that behavior is taking somebody, yeah. right? As I expand as a human being, it really has become pretty gifty. It's pretty magical. But, but here's the thing I have always taken for granted because when you do something, you don't know what other, you've said this a billion times. How do I know that when I see blue, other people see blue, the same color blue, because you only know from your perspective, right? right. So I only know what I am able to understand. So I am shocked that other people don't understand it. Right. Yeah. And, and like I, my husband has said to me a billion times, Dana, not everybody's like you. But I'm like, I, I, I can't wrap my brain around it. But in the same respect, there's things that he can do. You know, a lot of, a lot of it is tech, technological stuff, but the way that he sees the world scientifically, and I'm like drooling on myself. <laughs> and he's like, well, you know, and he gets mad at me. Like, why can't you do that? And I'm like, again, not everybody's like you. So when we have these natural inclinations that we take for granted, we have to understand these are our gifts. And the reason we carry these gifts is because they are to assist us in what we're doing in our lives. So if we're doing something over here that does not utilize our gifts and we're unhappy doing it, it's because our gifts are saying, hey, come do this over here. Yeah, and you've got to do that a lot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and it's also, um, once you understand and accept, and it's almost like an acceptance, right? Like, I am worthy to have these gifts. Why would I deny that they're my gifts? Why would I deny the things that I'm good at doing and that bring me joy, yeah. right? And then once, like, I knew, like, where my sweet spot was, and then you come in, like, this is, like, our, our business relationship, right? You have such a different gift than I do. Like, we overlap on many things. But like where I am tech technological and, and in that respect, and I use like in words like KPI and you're like, Ugh. and you are like the, the most genius, <laughs> no, but then you're like most genius writer and editor like I've ever known. And I'll take, I'll have like a sentence. I'll be like, make this sound good. And you'll be like, okay. <laughs> and you just have yeah, to but I'll, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you up, but I'll take a crayon and I'm like, I like this. And you're like, let me make exactly. this look like a website. <laughs> <laughs> no, but and then, and then, and then it's a, a celebration of not what I can't do, but oh my God, look what you can do. And being around people who can see that in you. And, and, and then it becomes like this, this um, passenger on your own journey, as opposed to like batting, batting your head against the wall when you're working with people who don't appreciate what you have to offer or what that, you know what I mean? Like it's really important to not only see our gifts, but to appreciate others as well. Exactly. Exactly. Do you remember when, I don't know why this popped into my head. Oh, I got oh. Car. Do you remember when Michael Jordan decided he was going to play baseball? Kind of. We're going back probably at least 20 years, right? Kind of. I remember it was like a big deal. 
<laughs> yeah, because he it was the most gifted basketball player of all time at that point. You know what I mean? And he tried to do something else. Now, this isn't really the best example, but like, and I don't want to say stick to what you know, because we should be out there expanding. But if you're not finding not success, but if it doesn't come as naturally and it doesn't feel good and you're kind of beating your head against the wall, then clearly your giftedness is better suited somewhere else. And we do this all the time. We as humans, but you and me, especially Angela, we're constantly pushing the boundaries of what we can and can't do. Don't tell me I can't do it because I'm a, you know. Hold I'm my like, beer, dude. <laughs> yeah. So, but the, mo the moment it becomes unpleasant or unfun, you're no longer challenging yourself. Now you're like, you're doing something that isn't in your I, I keep using the same word, but in your giftedness, your wheelhouse, basically your wheelhouse. Yeah. 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 So, so we're, we're, we're kind of like expanding this conversation this way, but I, I want to just kind of narrow the focus for a second. Okay. Anybody who's watching this is probably like, well, I don't know what my gifts are. Why are you laughing? Oh, because yeah. I said focus. <laughs> oh. oh, I thought you wanted me to smile. Okay. So, but you know, I don't know what my gifts are. I don't have any gifts. I don't have any talents. It's not just about, can I play a guitar? Can I paint a picture? Can I, it's really, I just want to read something to you again. Okay. Trying to find it. But what emanates naturally from within, also your light your kindness, your courage, your inspiration, your motivation, your happiness, your love. There are certain aspects about us also mm -hmm. that are very specific to us. Like I, I have a bit of a sense of humor, right? So why would I, oh, <laughs> why would I stifle that? But what happens is, and this is, this is what I wanted to talk about, Angela, I mentioned to you that I was reminded of something that I wrote in Decoding the Woo Woo that I thought was very relevant when I pulled this card. When we're children, if the adults in our lives aren't the most aligned or functional or in their best state of being, they often squelch us without even realizing they're doing it. And they sometimes um, dampen our giftedness because we're taught, like I was a sensitive child and I heard, oh, you're so sensitive. So in my head, sensitivity is bad. We're going to squelch that. My sensitivity is a gift, right? Without even realizing it. So if it's cool with you, can, I'm, I want to read this. Please, please, please. Okay. Please, yes. So, so, so in decoding the woo woo, I was talking about um, how when I truly learned how to love myself and embrace all of my aspects and align the imbalances of my, you know, what were gifts, but were imbalanced as a child, I then became the best version of myself, right? So, oh, Dana, you're so impulsive. Well, my impulsivity is a gift because when it's properly balanced, I am quick to start things, right? So, so it's a cool thing. So um, I'm just going to read the lead in and then you'll see where I'm going. Once I began to truly know myself and love myself and embrace all of myself and understand what I bring to the table is my authentic version of myself. And by aligning myself and releasing old patterns and paradigms and releasing the shackles of shame attached to my underappreciated gifts, only then did my true gifts begin to flourish. Only then did my overexcitability transmute into my embracing my passion and zest for life and was the impetus for my inspiration and for my creativity.
Only then did my oversensitivity transmute into my keen insight, my creative vision, and my incredible empathy and compassion for others. Only then did my bossiness transmute into my ability to resolutely make decisions, initiate action, and embrace my leadership role in a myriad of experiences in my life. Only then did my overthinking transmute into my self-reflection, my self-awareness, my clarity, my broad view of the world, my heightened intuition, my ability to understand myself, my ability to better understand others and embody more unconditional love and compassion as a result. Only then did my mouthiness transmute into my ability to become fearlessly authentic as well as become an excellent communicator. Only then did my impulsivity transmute into my acknowledgement of the nudges of my inner wisdom and my ability to follow those nudges without letting fear stop me, probably the one that caused me the most shame and likely my greatest gift of all. I know. I don't know why I just gave so myself the chills. I got chills. It's so true. It's so true, Dave, because when, even in the, the time that we've like, you know, been working together and, and spending time together, um, every time I see you have like an acceptance or a level up, it's like something like your, your, your life just like, a, like it like blows up around you in a good way, you know? And it just becomes more, I don't know, like your levels of clarity just keep getting like, like you're like, like on a rocket <laughs> and you could just give like crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. So um, for anybody who's interested in um, decoding the woo-woo, you can go to phenom. Oh, so <laughs> I'm serious. Because Shameless plug. No, no, no. You're not going to say how brilliant it is. You know, I mean, you will, you've said it a billion times. Oh, it's in a book, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm just smart. <laughs> it's so smart. No, but it's a, it's an amazing, amazing book. And, and it really, really like, that's like the, 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 the payoff to all the work that we do, you know, because when you re like the, the only then part, when you're realizing all those things, that's the work that we talk about doing. That's like the, the, the figuring out what was blocking us, figuring out where we were stifled as children, you know, figuring out how to find our purpose and how to embrace our gifts. And then yeah. you can have all of those things because it, it's, it's available to everybody, to everybody. So Decoding the Woo Woo by Dana Sardano, <coughs> phenom-publishing.com. I'll put the link in the um, thing to buy it directly from Amazon. It's, uh, it's amazing. I, I I'm like blushing. I uh, I appreciate you saying that, but really, if, if you know, Ten Rex was the you know the first one, and then decoding the woo woo followed. So depending on where you are in your own level of introspection, is like which book would speak to you. But it truly, 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 all these books are are just my. Um, you know, facing the fear or facing the trauma, um, overcoming it, seeing the other side and then going, Oh my God, look at this. You could do this too. That's all it is. I'm not, you know, like this, this sage or anything like that. I'm just really wanting everybody to be able to see what the other side looks like. And what I just read to you was so important because I truly, every report card was like lack self-control. So I went through and I was always in trouble. And I had a brother that was more mild mannered. So I was even like exponentially in trouble, you know, because he would instigate and then I would freak out and then I would get in trouble. And I spent my whole life shameful of really my most prominent gift. 
and not even the other ones, but that one, my impulsivity, again, the authenticity, because there's no filter, because I don't take the time to filter myself because I'm so impulsive, right? And it's really my greatest gift. And if I've gone, continued to go through my life stifling that because of fear and shame or whatever that is, I would never be able to bring to the world the shit that I bring to the world because because of that. So I cannot stress enough that our creativity is anything that comes from our guts that feels good coming out, that when we throw caution to the wind, like dance like no one's watching, you know what I mean? Like driving your car with the windows down, the music blaring, singing. When we do these things from our soul, that's when our gifts become more prominent, whatever they are to each of us. So uh, and on that, let's just end with, what is your windows down singing at the top of the lung? What is your song? Do it. You know. You nope. know it. Do it. No, you know. You do it. Know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it changes. You know, it obviously changes. it changes. But my most recent one, and I'm telling you, oh, I'm embarrassed. Oh, my eyes are You're so up. cute. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm such a dork. It brings me to, like, literal sobs in the final verse. But my way. And, and the Sinatra version of my way. When I tell you, you know, again, we're, when we're in different phases in our life, different things speak to us differently. Like I'm always a fan of low, like no matter what it is, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I die hard. But when he gets to that last part, I, guys, Google it and just listen to the last verse because he hits this what appears to be a, listen to me, oh my God. <laughs> he hits this like final crescendo and you think it's over and I did it my way. And then he does another verse. He breaks the rules. It did not all songs sound like okay. that. And he does this and this last verse and he goes off and by that time, like snots, <laughs> like the whole nine, like because, because it's, it's, it's my, it's my theme song these days, you know, because whatever. Oh my God, I'm like about to go oh off. What's yours, dude? I, I want to make a bump, bumper sticker that says honk if you see Dana crying. <laughs> <laughs> always, always. I went to freaking to the I went to Petco the other day to just just to look around. I came home with two frogs. But I every time I was like, oh, I think I'm gonna buy a frog. I started to cry because my soul was like, must buy frog now. I don't know why, but I listened. I, <laughs> I listened. I think that if it's ever possible, maybe we'll do one of these from, from home so you can introduce us to. to for sure. For sure. Lupini. Lup, Lup, was it Lupini? Uh, Fava and Lupini. Because and Lupini, because I was going for the one frog, and the guy said when he, because they, I had spoken to everybody who worked there at this point. I got the shit, like the habitat, went home, got the kids, went back for the frog. So they all, I mean, I said to Rob, I'm like, I made a scene. He's like, where do you go that you don't make a scene? I'm like, I don't mean to. He's like, I know. So anyway, so I said to the guy, so I said, I'm back for my frogs. And he goes, oh, you're getting more than one? And I heard myself say frogs. I'm like, Yes. <laughs> yes. I will take it out of my tits. Oh my god. So Angela, back to you. Yeah, so yeah, my 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 song, um, I think since like nineteen ninety has always been George Michael's Freedom. Always. <gasps> always. That song comes on. Everybody so must good. stop. Everybody must stop and everybody must let mom jam for the whole song. 
I won't let you down. I gotta go through the whole thing. It came Oh my god, I even got everything, <laughs> even like <laughs> Maddie. One time I was like doing something in the in the I was making the fire or something, and uh dinner was on and it came on the, the Alexa thing, and uh I would have to stop and I'm just jamming in front of the fire and they're watching me like um I'm like just don't talk, don't talk. <laughs> and we're nineties kids, so that video is off the oh my God, I am so uh, one of those models in the bathtub, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Oh, that's that's a really good one. Yeah. That's a really good one. Yeah. Yeah, depending, yeah. I'll then, stop. Yeah. I was gonna say, depending on the mood, it always shifts, but if that song comes on, that is the you will see me jamming out in my car no matter what. I will always stop for freedom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, honk if you see Dana cry. I break for freedom. There we go. <laughs> All right. So, with that, we'll see you guys next week. <laughs> yeah. Embrace your creativity. Life is beautiful. Thank you. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Uniquely Phenom Collaboration. To learn about our tools and resources designed for creators by creators, go to uniquelyphenom.com.